Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello everybody and welcome to the Parts Unknown podcast. It's our special WrestleMania preview because it's WrestleMania week. It never used to be a week, but it is now. It never ends. I'm Mean Green Ben Green, producer Ben from the Football Weekly podcast, joined by John Ashdown as always. Hello, John. Hey, Ben. We're also joined, making this a three-way dance, by John, Jim, Ross, Swarby. John, Jim, Ross. I don't know what you want to call me, because you can call me John Ross, but then that might, might be confusing with the other John. You can call me JR, but that might be confusing with the other JR, so <laughs> I'm going to need a new a new stage name, I think. I'll just call you the one, two, three kid. All right, that'll work. <laughs> Listen, before we get stuck into this absolutely mammoth WrestleMania 33 lineup, let's break the ice a little bit. What's your favourite WrestleMania match of all time? John Ashdown. Absolutely, certainly the Warrior Macho uh, career versus career match on from WrestleMania 7. And you promise that you haven't seen my notes here because that is at the top of my list as well. Yeah. That's an absolutely epic it's match. The, the best kind of story arc told within a match that I think they've ever done. It's true. Uh, Warrior wore a spectacular outfit as well. Just his normal ring attire, but on the back of his... Much trunks. more than this. It says it's a picture of the belt, and it says means much more than this because Macho, of course, had cost him the belt at Rumble when he smashed him over the head with a scepter in Warriors' defence against Sergeant Slaughter. And everyone loves a wedding at the end of it as well. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. the match made in heaven. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, <laughs> will you marry me, uh, John Ross? After all, hmm? What's your your favourite match my of favorite, all time? Uh, my favourite WrestleMania match is actually my favourite match of all time, and that's um, WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, the Iron Man match, oh. the Boyhood Dream, and all that. Much, much misaligned because you know people say it's full of rest holds and and whatnot, but I think you know there's the storytelling, and I'm a massive HPK fan, so. That was it for me. That's interesting. We've talked about that before because I'm uh, I'm much more of a spot monkey. John is a purist, a WCW NWA purist. Um, <laughs> now I've never I've never gone Iron Man on the Iron Man match. I've watched it in fast forward. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it watched it sort of properly. Oh, I, really? I've kind of watched bits of it. I might have done it. I might have done it once, but a long time ago. Maybe I'll have to revisit. Maybe well, now is the time. A Maybe Bret Hart fan, so it's kind of him losing is Ooh. always a bit sort of. You know, it's hard to take, really. Yeah, maybe we're mature enough now to watch it. Um, I've got another couple on my list. I've got Punk v. Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania 29, Sean v. Taker at 25, and although I did say Savage v. Warrior was the first I wrote on my list, probably my favourite WrestleMania match of all time is Brett v. Austin, WrestleMania mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. 
doesn't end with a wedding or, you know, the path <laughs> to a wedding, but <laughs> the double blood, turn. Yeah, yeah, blood, some juicing. Um, John Ross, you're, you're ostensibly here because you wear wrestling T-shirts. You're wearing one here, but you wear, you wear them around the office. When did you start? What's, what's your first WrestleMania that My you can f- remember? Well, when I first started watching uh, wrestling, like, properly, sort of week to week, that was sort of end of 97. I think it was just after the Montreal Screwjob. So my first WrestleMania was 14, so I was there throughout the whole Attitude Era. Um, I dropped off a little bit toward, like in the sort of mid to late teens, and then um, I'm, you know, I'm back in it in full force now. So, so that's my sort of wrestling story, yeah. Okay, I came into it just off the back of the Ultimate Challenge. I uh, didn't see that um, until significantly later because it was much harder to watch things back then. Uh, but I watched SummerSlam that summer. So so Warrior was champion. He was up against Rick Rude. Hogan was coming back from his terrible rib injury um, <laughs> against Earthquake. But WrestleMania Seven was the first show that I watched it in its entirety. And it was fairly memorable. Although, having said that, I can't really remember what the uh, <laughs> any, any matches beyond uh, Savage Warrior and Hogan versus... Um, Sergeant Slaughter at the end with the flamethrower and a bit of blood on the American flag. Didn't the the nasties win the tag titles in that? Was that against the Heart Foundation? Heart Foundation with Jimmy Hart's helmet. <laughs> hey. oi, oi. Bulldog against Warlord, Jake the Snake and the model in the blindfold match. Anyway, that's enough about the old stuff. Let's get stuck into WrestleMania 33 proper. Uh, it's taking place in Orlando. It's called the Ultimate Thrill Ride. It looks very kid-friendly. It's hosted by The New Day, which I'm really not looking forward to. We've looked at Wikipedia, and uh, they've been kind enough to tell us what's on the pre-show. And the most pre-show of pre-show things is, what will be kicking this off? Oh, my God, it's the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, the Andre the Jobber Battle Royal, as it's called on many other podcasts. <laughs> Four entrants were announced up until Raw and SmackDown this week. It's not good at all. We've got the list here. Um, would you two like to go through what we're doing? Why don't you take the blue brand, John right. Ross, and you, okay. you, take, you take the raw. <laughs> right, okay. So um, we've got Mojo Rawley, uh, Apollo Cruz, uh, Kurt Hawkins, who I kind of forgot existed, uh, Brizango. We've got a lot of tag teams in this, actually. Brizango, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Rhino and Heath Slater, American Alpha, The Usos, The Ascension, got lucha dragons a reunion actually because we've got callisto and and sin cara there and finally the vaude villains another team who i kind of forgot existed for a bit i mean that that is everyone who who's on the pre-show all the time john go through the go through well, the raw stuff don't as even well. make the pre-show a lot <laughs> yeah. uh from and from the raw brand we've got big show uh braun Strowman, who they've clearly just thrown in there because they sadly really because they've got nothing else for him to do which is a bit of a shame um Goldust, R-Truth, Primo and Epico, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, uh, Vaini Jinder Mahal, Sami Zayn, Mark Henry, Sinkara and Titus O'Neil, who won't be hugging Vince McMahon at any point. So the two names that stand out there are Big Show, uh, who's won it, the, won it the first time, which was meant to be something significant, and of course he is the son of Andre the Giant. Anyway, it looks like Braun Strowman is, is going to win this year because they've been giving him a huge push. Not big enough, though, to put him into any singles match. Uh, <laughs> on the card but this really is not a good legacy for for Andre the Giant at all Um, I can give you an interesting fact Uh, we saw Dolph Ziggler uh, in the lineup there did you know that this is his sixth Wrestlemania and he has never had a singles match wow oh wow I knew he's never had a Wrestlemania moment per se but 
Well, perhaps this is it, but he's been in all those Money in the Bank matches, the Intercontinental Ladder matches. He's been in a mixed tag team match featuring Snooki from Jersey Shore, but he has never had (laughs) a singles match, and time is running out for him. We were saying just before we started, uh, John Ross, that... You know, he was he was fighting for the for world the championship. Absolutely, earlier. I, I just want to know in in kayfabe land, how good is Dolph Ziggler meant to be? Because one minute he's challenging for the world title, next minute he's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and he just seems to jump around like all over the card. So yeah, he moves around the card like he moves in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately, the women's SmackDown title match uh, isn't being thrown in with this uh, battle royal as well. It's a six pack challenge. Um, there are a lot of competitors I haven't written down who they are because I, I don't really I care do. I, I don't... have them actually oh, okay. I have them we've got um, Alexa Bliss obviously uh, Mickey James Becky Lynch Natalia Carmella and returning from injury and in her hometown it's Naomi I think it'll only be interesting however if Paige makes a comeback which <laughs> I may... don't think that's happening seems pretty unlikely doesn't yeah. it? well she's been in the news you know capitalised on the publicity yeah, <laughs> film being made about her and all that absolutely yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that one. Uh, I was sad to see that Neville versus Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title is on the pre-show. You yeah, know, this will be a great match. Better. Fantastic in the middle of a four or five hour show just to re-energise the crowd. Um, I think it's really, really wasted. I think Neville deserves much better than this. He was, he was injured this time last year. Of course, we couldn't take his place in the Intercontinental ladder match. Austin Aries is coming back from his own eye injury here. Um, this this will be fantastic. It will, and it's it's just a shame, and it, it's really indicative of the way WWE sees and has seen you know the cruiserweights, the smaller guys for for years now. You know they they do put on some good matches week to week, but that's what it is. Yeah, though you know, you know? in its favour, it is at least a singles match. So. Mm. That'll be good. Anyway, there'll be lots of good flips and stuff in there. Um, I think the match that's going to open the show is the artist formerly known as the club, uh, Gallows and Anderson, versus Enzo and Cass and Shizaro. Uh, mm. A triple threat ladder match for the Raw Tag Team title. This seems like the sort of thing that opens the show. Crash, boom, bang, in a big way. But it's a long way from the Nasty Boys versus the Heart Foundation. <laughs> yeah, although it's the right, I think it's the right three teams... I mean, I, I, the match itself is kind of quite, kind of appealing to me. The, what isn't so, so appealing is the the likely result with Enzo and Cass probably going over. You, you think? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I have them as I, I have them as least likely to go oh, really? over. Okay, maybe it's just good. maybe it's just wishful thinking. But um, I'm I'm thinking Sheamus and I think Shazaro are gonna are gonna get it back. I don't know okay. why, but well, that makes me feel better because I just I I've got it in my head that you know that. Clearly, they want Cass for a singles run at some point, and mm. they'll do a crappy breakup angle with the pair. And it will it will mean more if they do it after after them winning their title. But it's going to be New Age Outlaws all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or the Rockers, maybe. Yeah. Actually, that would be better if they, no. one of the, if you know put them through a window and then uh, yeah, well, Cass gets sort of <laughs> done on a Cass drug, turns up in like somewhere. trunks with hearts all over him, and yeah. But Enzo can't be a singles competitor. Well, yeah, and then surely the split up is like the, unless he goes into some transition to some sort of management role, in which case they could because really do he, you know, his whole thing is being beaten up, yeah, uh, for the hot tag. I mean, well, that, that that was Road Dog in the New Age Outlaws, yeah. to be fair, and he won the Intercontinental title. So that's true. The Masked Man, David Shoemaker, best wrestling writer out there, uh, very good podcast host as well. He he always says that WrestleMania is not for fans like us, people that care enough to do a podcast about it that will read articles by David Shoemaker. This is the family-friendly, 
big happy show that you know the once the once a year fans might like so you know nothing particularly edgy is going to happen so that's why you think enzo and Cass are going over uh, i hadn't even thought about it like that but it would make sense um when you put it like that yeah but they've not had the titles at any point yet so never even had the nxt tag titles either did they not no gold whatsoever okay yeah okay well, there's another title match hot off the heels from that. This is the hair versus hair match. <laughs> Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin, the receding hair. <laughs> the receding hair versus hair match. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this went on the pre-show. Um, John Ross, you've been following mm. SmackDown far more than John and I have. Has there been much build to this? Not, not really. Well, there's that time that, that Corbin tried to kill Ambrose with a forklift. Um, but apart from that, you'd, you'd think that would, that would you know, sort of uh, be... That would sort of lead to to a hotter feud than it is, but no, I'm, I'm, I'd have to agree with you. I'd, I can see this on the pre-show. I, mean, I like Baron Corbin a lot. Like his tattoos, he's got great height, um, great look, you know, yeah. fantastic look. Nice trousers as well. Looks much better in trousers than uh, Ambrose does with his with his jeans and vest. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ambrose had a lousy WrestleMania match last time out against uh, against Brock, which did yeah. have an, a really good build. And since that match with Brock, he's he spent most of the year in the title picture. He was champion for a you know a good amount of time. Then he's dropped down to uh, intercontinental championship holder. But I mean, he's done anything distinct from it. I'm I'm not a not a great fan of Ambrose. The lunatic lariat is my least favorite move um, in all of wrestling. Well, it could it could even be the opener if they if they if they uh, if they decide to really try and tear it up. Um, but it's just I, it depressed, the, intercontinental, the intercontinental title has begun to depress me again because they did it, tried a couple of years ago to make it into something. Was it two WrestleManias ago? I'm trying to think. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, Bryan. Daniel yeah, Bryan had to give it up the next night. Yeah, yeah. and it was like does now the intercontinental title is going to mean something again? And then last year, do you remember who won it last year? It was Zack Ryder it for, was Zach for Ryder. 24 hours. Again, for yeah. one night, yeah. Exactly. So it's just like, it's just like they keep, occasionally they decide to use it as something that's important. Then they go, oh, no, Zack Ryder can win it and lose it a day later. It's just, and then, you know, it's kind of keeping Ambrose busy rather than being a springboard to something else. I think, Corb- I think Corbin will probably win. Well, he I is hope- a winner of the Andre the Giant battle. Well, yeah, and hopefully that will, you know. It's a huge push. He can, huge thing. He can, you know, use it to, to go somewhere. Okay, but Savage Steamboat, this won't be. <laughs> we can hope. We can hope. Okay, multi-woman match time again. It's Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax. Elimination rules fatal four-way. Now WWE did their best to <laughs> to ruin Charlotte at Fastlane. She lost on pay-per-view, uh, and then Sasha did a heelish move for her best friend and wasn't at all a heel. Nia Jax was shockingly bad in that that match versus Sasha Banks. I'm not looking forward to this at all. Are you not? I, well, I have a better view of the women's division than not. I say a better view, a more. Uh, what's the way I'd word? Nuanced. No, not nuanced. I'm not saying I've got. A, it's, it, I'm just saying I. I like it more than you do. I think, I've, and I enjoyed the sort of. Oh, I like Charlotte. Charlotte I think Charlotte is fantastic. Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Um, they've had so many good matches, but they've had too many matches. Sasha but, versus Bailey uh, NXT was phenomenal, but again, it's it's going to suffer because it's a, a multi-person match, and. You know, Charlotte and Sasha are head and shoulders above everyone in that division. Bailey is not a good champion, and she's being booed by all accounts. This is the so. problem. What what division? What women's division is there on Raw? It's literally those four and Emma, who's you know yet to make her her proper return yet. So you've you've you, you can only you can only do two one on one matches or a four on four, and you're never really gonna 
have anything great when you've done every single like possible combination there is a million times before. Do you think Sasha's going to turn heel? I think it's probably it's probably time. I think I th- I feel like the seeds have been sown. Yeah, they could. Do, I mean, it's quite. It'd be quite. It's easy enough to do it here, isn't it? With um, with the elimination rules, she can eliminate Bailey to you know to stab her friend in the back, kind of thing. The question is, if Sasha turns heel, then who from that division turns face? Because you can't have three heels and a face in the in the mm. division, can you? Yeah. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> How far has her star fallen in the last uh, two years? Is it two years since it's she? Two uh, years. Since she was in the ring that. with Rock. Yeah. All right. On that bombshell, we're going to go into business for ourselves, take a bit of an ad break, shift some merch, and we'll be back in a moment. People of Parts Unknown, we've teamed up with Cornerstone to give you a spectacular offer on their shaving products. Just head to cornerstone.co.uk slash unknown and you'll get £10 of your first order. That means you can pick up a personally engraved razor and six super sharp blades for just four quid. You can shave your beard to be as smooth as John Cena, take it to your head if you want the stone-cold look, or you can do a Ric Flair and strap one to your finger whenever you need to juice. Although Cornerstone do not recommend you do that. Anyway, try it out, and if you don't love your first Cornerstone shave, they'll give you your money back with no questions asked. Cornerstone have also got some delicious skincare products too. I'm a mark for their pre-shave scrub exfoliator. Their sensitive shave gel with ginger and eucalyptus is the best for business. And for the finish, there's the post-shave balm with soothing and cooling mint and honey extracts to restore your skin's natural balance and reduce irritation, brother. The brand is Cornerstone. Check them out and get £10 of your first order at cornerstone.co.uk slash unknown. That's U-N-K-N-O-W-N. Well, that's the first half of the WrestleMania card gone uh it does pick up somewhat from here uh shall we do the the mixed tag match next john cena nikki bella versus miz and maurice there's been some fantastic promo work here you know um it was the match that i think everyone was kind of dreading uh, a bit beforehand but i think on the strength of the build which you can't say about most of the matches on this card uh this should be pretty entertaining and at least better than uh the last time the miz and john cena went up against each other at wrestlemania will it um, again, this is this is to John Ross's point about um, you know with, with Ziggler wrestling for the world title and then dropping into the the pre-show battle royal. Like, wasn't Cena the champion at the start of this year? He's now in a mix, mixed tag. He was the sixteen-time champion at what, the start of the year. How is what? Why is he just happily mugging about? Mugging about is that a phrase? He's just you know, now he's in this com- like semi com. Well, it is a comedy tag match. Um, it's not. Quite, it's 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 a match that's essentially designed for the mainstream. It's designed for the viewers of like Total Bellas. It's designed for the entertainment websites. Um, apparently, the host of the Today Show is is sorry, spoiler alert, going to be um, special guest refereeing. So then that's going to link right. into the next. Oh, John thing. Humphreys. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other Today Show. That, that's why it's there, yeah, because John Cena is the most famous name in the WWE at the moment. You know, with the most mainstream appeal, apart from The Rock, obviously. So, do you think Cena is going to pick up Maurice <laughs> and give her a five <laughs> knuckle shuffle? With the WWE, you wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise, and their record of sort of. Well, uh, I can see well, Miz doing something to uh, to Nikki. Well, yeah, we had we had Nikki doing the what's her new move? Her new finisher called? She did that to Tyler Breeze last week, dressed in drag. So Poor Tyler, Tyler. Breeze dressed in drag. So. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, you never know. You never know. I mean, I think it's always good when Cena's out of the title picture because he can do the job in the title picture. So I think it just frees up a bit of space on the card. Uh, I think this would be great fun. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I've got no problem with with Cena at all. Really, I think he's one of the one of the be- genuinely one of the best workers I've got at the moment. I mean, and matches that he's in, singles matches tend to be kind of events. Um, but yeah, I've got no interest in seeing this match at all. Really. Well, I suppose you know the the talk you know at the start of the year was Cena versus Undertaker. <laughs> either for retirement, for titles, for whatever, uh, to see him, to see uh, Cena in this match, I suppose is quite a come down or, or disappointment in that respect. But uh, go back to you know the promo work that they've done beforehand. It's uh, it's been deeply personal and very funny and entertaining and sort of quite close to the bone. I think there's a bit of shooting going on. Here, but. <laughs> Can I just say I'm really not looking forward to because you know the talk is about you know Cena proposing at the end and all that kind of stuff. Can I just say I'm really not looking forward to that. Whether it's whether it's shoot, whether it's a work, I, whether it's a bit of both, I, I just really don't want to see. It's it's not Macho Man and Elizabeth. It's no. <laughs> no. Do you think uh, his brother-in-law and sister and, and sister answer for him? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or for her rather. Anyway, that's a very good point, John Ross. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Undertaker just before. He's up against the big dog. Yeah, Undertaker up against the big dog Roman Reigns in a yard match. Yeah. What's what? How how is what is a yard match? It's a massive property dispute. They get the lawyers in, right? They get solicitors, and then they <laughs> they have to decide whose garden it is. Yes, yeah. yeah, the party wall. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah. So Reigns, of course, has main evented for the last two years. They had to turn the sound down because he was being booed so much <laughs> last year. Poor Roman. Uh, that was a terrible end to the show. I know, I'm a big fan of Roman. He's had some fantastic matches over the last twelve months. Um, I kind of don't blame him for the situation that he's in. Oh, oh no, absolutely not. not. Really absolutely not. No, he can't I help. He can't help being gorgeous and muscly and, <laughs> and talented. I, in he's, fact, I would say I think he's done the best he could given the creative decisions behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But everyone is down on Undertaker now. It's it's not good. It's not good at all. You know, he teased when he came back. Uh, was it just before Survivor Series when he was taking names, digging graves? back to his spiritual home of SmackDown where he hadn't been for six, seven years, something like that. He kind of gave the indication that he would be working a lot more either on telly or house shows and he hasn't done that and that's probably because he's in no fit state which is a real shame. You know, he's, he's had a 30-year career, whatever, but we pissed all over him, metaphorically, metaphorically um, yeah. after Royal Rumble with his big tummy and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, this this could this could be very sad. Yeah, it's it, the the thing the kind of um, you know, mean Mark Calloway matches at Mania have been you know uh, were always an event and uh, the streak was a thing, um, but when it's broken, all you ha- really have is an entrance and a very old old wrestler, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, it, the the kind of magic has gone. And it, surely it might be. I wouldn't mind if they'd done a, a reverse streak where he just lost at Mania and was now like, <laughs> will he break that streak? The underdog take <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then like in two or three years he could you know beat Lesnar and then then retire. Um, but yeah, it's a it, maybe they're, maybe they're planning about. that with James Ellsworth. You never know. <laughs> yeah, but no one no one's really looking forward to this. It's it's a tricky one to look forward to, really, isn't it? Um, you know, but Roman will still get <laughs> will still get booed, so that's going to be. Uh, well, you know what? Roman will still get booed, but I think they might do the opposite. They might turn it up because I think I can. Roman's been building towards this heel turn of his attitude towards towards the take, taker in his um, in his promos and stuff. So I, I think this could 
especially if Roman beats Undertaker, I think this could really solidify his heel turn, and I'm looking forward to that. What footwear do you expect Roman to be wearing? <laughs> well, the, the trainers thing, I, I, is that a pay-per-view thing now? Did he just forget his boots? I don't know. Well, I heard that he, he wore those trainers at Fastlane against Strowman to sort of take off a bit of height from him, because he and Braun are about the same height. So he's got a thinner heel on these than his army boots, whatever, that he normally wears, so that Braun appeared that much taller. I thought it gave him quite a lot of swagger, um, kind of like the Usos as well. Um, You know, I thought that was quite a good look in terms of kind of how how he walked around. I don't think that they went with his his combat trousers and his chest protector stuff, which I don't like. He looks cool in a T-shirt, you know. He does wear a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Just wear that, not the big chest protector bollocks. But um, this is your. I think that's been mentioned in every single. uh, What's the name of this podcast? Installment of the parts unknown. The parts unknown that that the title referred to is basically Roman Reigns' chest that Ben is desperate to see unveiled. I'm desperate to see the rest of his tattoo. (laughs) When he was in NXT, he wore. Trunks, yeah, okay. black trunks. He didn't have quite as impressive uh, tats back then, but, you know, he's a, he's a big dude. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> what footwear will he be wearing? Let's wait and see. John, I sent you a picture of uh, the new Foot Locker WWE partnership footwear. It would be cool, actually, if he is wearing a pair of Undertaker sneakers. <laughs> have you seen these, John Ross? I haven't. No, I've heard of them. I haven't seen them yet. Okay, they're just basically a pair of your basic Pumas, but with uh, a cartoony picture of people on the, on the sole. Right. And when you're stomping on somebody in a turnbuckle, then they can have, like, you know, yeah. Roman Reigns' face thrusting into it. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Yeah. Okay. Um, things. Uh, before we, no, you got, say, you before got we another... move on, I'm just uh, talking about Undertaker Roman match. Has anybody seen the, the picture of the, the stage that they're building for the WrestleMania? It is mahoosive. Oh, really? And I don't. Like, how long? Like, Undertaker's already got insanely long entrances. I, I, like, how? It's going to take half an hour for him to come out. Unless they put him on a roller coaster or something. Do you think The Rock's going to come out for this oh, match uh, with Roman Reigns? Oh, for this match? Um, I don't know, but... Mm. He will the be Rock, there. Rock will be there. Mm. It's in know. Florida, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This match, I'm not sure. He, he might be in his own separate thing. Who's, who's not on the card? Who can he bury this year like he did with uh, members of the Wyatt family last year? Yeah. Well, I think we'll come Maybe to who's... division. I think we'll come to who's not on the card mm. in this next match because it's Seth versus Triple H in an unsanctioned match or a non-sanctioned match. This I am very much looking forward to. I think this has been one of the best stories they've told over a prolonged period. I'm a huge, huge fan of Seth Rollins. You've got the T-shirt. Um, Triple H. Close personal friend. Yeah, <laughs> my close personal friend, Paul. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a talented worker. He's the best in the business. Um, he's yeah. that damn good. But I don't know whether he'll put Seth over. You <laughs> <laughs> still don't know, even now. Yeah. Even now. Probably Trips doesn't know if he's going to put him over yet. He's probably deciding. Yeah. He'll but- probably decide on the day. Now, there's been sort of Mick Foley's been involved in the storyline. He may he may appear. That might mean that Kurt Angle pops up as well. He's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. But the two biggest names not on this pay-per-view at all, not even in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, are Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. And you think, John Ross, that they're gonna yeah. they're gonna come along for this match? I, I think it's the most it's the most logical thing. You know, you had um, uh, Samoa Joe as as Triple H's destroyer. Um, he's been very much in, involved in the Seth Rollins feud, uh, re-injuring or re-re-injuring, I can't remember, Seth's knee um, about a month or so ago. And Finn, before he came up to Men Ross, his final feud was against Samoa Joe. Finn returning from injury, he's, um, there, there are shots of, uh, 
of Finn and Trips at a house show, I believe, the other day. They did a six-man, didn't they? Yeah, they, or that's it, yeah, they did a mm. six-man. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the, most, it's the most logical way to reintroduce Finn to WWE television. So you think Finn is going to be with Seth? Um, kind of, they're going to be best buds yeah, or something because I, I'm, I'm really they have got because um, Finn, mm. of course, beat um, Seth for the Universal Title, and um, mm. Seth buggered up his shoulder. That's right, yeah. But I, I, I think that they're, I think they're going to be buddies. You know, I, I'm looking forward to that team. I think they could make a fantastic little partnership. Do you think in this unsanctioned match that uh, Seth will be whipping out the buckle bomb, which he's used Ooh. to devastating effect on Finn Balor and Sting in, <laughs> uh, over the last two years? Would you do that to your boss? I wouldn't do that to my boss, no. <laughs> no. Maybe that's the point. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to uh, Seth's, potentially, um, Seth's last use of the pedigree, though. I'm ready for him to, to, to get a new finisher after he's done with this feud. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It would just be nice to have him back in the kind of rotation, you know, without, you know, if he can stay fit, you know, it would just nice to have him back in general, won't it, I think. What sort of colours do you think Seth is going to wear? <laughs> what's what's the WrestleMania colours this year? Blue and orange. Yeah, there you go. Complement uh, Triple H's kind That's of black. Yeah, his well, his his entrance be bigger than the Undertaker's. Well, they are sponsored this year by Snickers. Unlike <laughs> in, pre- in previous, it, it, when they were outdoors at San Francisco, and he did that Terminator entrance. That's because they had a partnership with hilarious. It, it was Terminator kind of Genesis. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's time to play the game. <laughs> so, what do you, you like that? That's my Arnold That's good, impression. Yeah. So what do you reckon, like, uh, Trips comes out in a big snicker bar, like, rapper, like, Steph comes out, unzips it or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> he just comes out carrying a giant peanut. <laughs> Steph pours a load of carrot. <laughs> it could and be filthy. Could be the, use it as a foreign object. <laughs> it could be filthy. <laughs> The next match I've got on my card in no particular order is Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. It's for the US title. Um, now, this has, hands down, been the best build-up. Been the best part yeah. of nine months, yeah. I'd say, since they've been best buds um, and all that. And, of course, they fell out and uh, Jericho cost Kevin Owens his universal title against Goldberg, who will come on to shortly. When, when, you, when you say cost... He appeared on the entrance ramp. That's all it takes against Goldberg. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's one. Just as an aside, that's one of my like like biggest bugbears about sort of WWE or just wrestling booking in general. When you get not not to say that well, Kevin Owens is a veteran actually, been on the indie scene for yeah. years. But when you get like vet wrestlers who are supposed to be veterans, even in kayfabe, and they get cost a match just because somebody comes out onto the rampway, it's just focus on your job. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's mm. that? Well, and the giveaway, of course, is when the music hits. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, which is, yeah, in itself, focus on the job. Dubious, yeah. yeah. I mean, if someone was to walk in the door now, we'd stay professional and just keep talking. <laughs> as long as that music didn't hit before, we'd be fine. <laughs> so, so back to the match itself. Um, I mean, Kevin Owens is for sure going to win this. As Jericho's going back to Fozzy for a bit. Um, Jericho's been, some say, the best the best man on the roster for the last year. Maybe longer. It's, this has been probably his best run. Certainly the most entertaining. Yeah, but it should be, it's a bit of a shame that it's kind of a foregone conclusion that KO is going over because Jericho does. It feels like he deserves a bit more than that, given mm. given how good he's been for the last year or so. Um, I'm kind of expecting both of them to put on a, a good match and be one of the, you know, in terms of like what you might look back on post Mania. It's kind of you wonder if this might be the one that go, you go. The rest of the card wasn't great, but this was it has this one great match in it, and it could be could be this one. Do you think they'll hug it out at the end? 
<laughs> don't know. I mean, no, I don't think. I think you know, Owens will just be will be really mean. I think he, I think they should make Owens that you know they should you know get him properly healed up. Um, and you know, I don't want to say I don't want to see any softening of his hard man exterior. But he's he's massively cheered though, so that's, I that's, think that's that they, fine, he's sort of like he's like Austin, sort of yeah, you know, like, bad guy that they're that they're cheering. But I think I think if they hug it out at the end, mutual show of respect. You know, warrior warrior versus Hogan, Hogan versus anyone where he loses <laughs> and, and still hot dogs at the end and comes in <laughs> to grab the limelight. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. Um, that brings us to uh, Shane O'Mac versus AJ Styles. Um, Does anybody else feel really sorry for AJ that he's with a part time? He deserves more, doesn't he? He does. You know, arguably best wrestler in the world, biggest wrestling event in the, of the year, and he's got the boss's son, hasn't he? That said, this will be spectacular. Yeah, but it'd be Shane putting himself over by doing something ridiculously dangerous rather than. Where do you think AJ is going to do his stars clash? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How high up? <laughs> After this, do you think AJ can stay on SmackDown? Or do you think he's going to... Do you think the next draft he's gone? I think... Storyline-wise, I just... I don't see how it would... I think he's... he's what well, he's done his thing with Ambrose. He's done his thing with, uh, with Cena. With the Miz by proxy and Baron Corbin and Elimination Chamber, yeah, he's got to go to he's got to go to Raw. They've got to mix things up anyway. He'd be excellent against Finn. He'd be excellent against Nakamura when he comes up. Oh, Samoa yeah. Joe, so many good opponents for for AJ. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him up against Roman Reigns again soon. That was one of my favourite matches of the last twelve months. Um, uh, which <laughs> takes us to one of the two main title matches it's Goldberg we've we got two we've we got two matches left now yes okay. I'm sorry to say it's Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar how long is it going to last <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, surely they'll have to do a proper match this is where the this is where yeah. the card gets kind of confusing and interesting because i i'm still convinced that that's going on last i can't i can't see orton and uh, bray wyatt no. being the final the final uh, the final match because I just the the kind of last image of the lasting final image of Mania I can't see it being either of them really sort of on the turnbuckle holding up the belt. I suppose I just, it could I, be Roman Undertaker final match. They could do maybe. something like that. Yeah, I, I can't see these two. But I think as the, as the I lasting think image, Brock is almost certain to to win. And yeah, um, but he won't be around for the next couple of months. Yeah, he, you know, he might not even show up on Raw the next night. Yeah. Well, that's true. But at least he, you know, he well he'll have to because he'll have the belt. Does it, well, he, he, he gets last, paid. Yeah, <laughs> last, last time he had the title, he didn't show up very much, did he? No. Yeah. No. Uh, well, it's, it, I, I, I don't. I, I'm quite. In, you know, it feels like a bit of an old school kind of feud, in that they've, you know, it's been going on for a bit of a while. They've, in a way, it's been old school because they haven't been sort of constant presences on on TV in sort of um, in tons of other matches and tag matches with each other and things. It's kind of... They have only had those kind of brief meetings, almost Very like, brief. Yeah, very, very brief. Brief being the operative word. And it's almost like it has... It's sort of... It's stretched out, in a way, kind of, kind of nicely, nicely for me, anyway. Um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting. To, like, you can't... It's hard to escape this sense that, like, Goldberg is will be knackered after, you know, a minute and a half at best... So will they? Will they just have to do another short kind of? I can't. You can't match? do that. Recipe. I think they will get booed out of the building, yeah, much like they did at the, the last time yeah. they they faced yeah. each well, other. Yeah. Well, yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't afford that. So, do you think they'll show any clips from that in the build? You know, they have faced <laughs> each other before, <laughs> and maybe Stone Cold will be the special guest referee in this one as well. 
can I can I read you something from uh, an interview that uh, Goldberg did for GQ magazine, talking about how um, how he's been preparing to get back into ring shape? Here, you might have seen this. Um, so he, he talks about having loads of protein, some branch chain amino acids. I've no idea what that means. Um, in his six protein shakes every day, and then he he's asked. So what do you eat in the typical day when you're training as well? And he says, well, the first breakfast I had today, I had six servings of oatmeal, 20 blueberries and a couple of tablespoons of honey in it. Then I trained. Afterwards, I have 12 eggs with two yolks, six pieces of bacon, four pieces of gluten-free toast with avocado. Then a shake. It carries on. After that, I had two gluten-free pizzas with loads and loads of hamburger meat for protein on top. Then another shake. My son and I are about to go to Mai Tai, but on the way we're going to have some pho. That's Vietnamese soup, everybody. Um, some soup and noodles, some shrimp. Then I'll do some training at Muay Thai. And on the way home, we'll get some pho again for dinner because the wife hasn't eaten yet today. Then I'll do the family thing, and then I'll eat again. And you know what? He has to do that to get into shape to do two moves. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I ate all that just to prepare for this podcast. <laughs> it's not that impressive. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I wonder what Lesnar's been taking before this match. I always imagined that Lesnar, he gets deliveries of just like whole cows or something just to his, you know, little shack in the mountains and he just he eats whole cows. That's just what he does. Yeah, sort of gets it, put straps on the MMA gloves first to sort of ten- tenderise <laughs> the meat and just eats them whole. Yeah. Are you excited? Are, you, are we I'm excited about excited this match? By it. I don't know. What, what do you think, John? Are you... of, of the match? Yeah. Of, of, um, I kind of like the intrigue to, just to see what will happen because yeah. it's been so bizarre that sort of two or Goldberg's two kind of appearances and so I, far. I feel that these guys aren't going to put on, a, put on a wrestling clinic by any means. They're going to have to pull out a surprise, and I think for such um, a massively hyped match and su- a match that's built since whenever the WWE 2K17 came out, what September or something. Since then, I feel like they're going to have to pull out a good surprise. And especially as well to erase um, bad memories of sour taste and fans' mouths from their previous WrestleMania match. So mm. I'm excited for that. Um, I just don't know what that is. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll give you two good surprises, which I would like to see. Well, I've written down in my nose. I put Samoa Joe question mark, because I'd really like to see him go up against Lesnar. But we think he's probably going to be involved in the Triple H storyline. And Nakamura. Nakamura versus Brock would be fantastic, and they've they fought, they've possibly fought in a cage before. They've definitely fought in Japan properly, so uh, properly, you know, fake fighting properly. But that would be very exciting going forward. We'll see. I think you know that will have to have some sort of, like you say, some sort of fireworks at the end. Hulk Either, Hogan, maybe. Well, Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan has to come in at some point in Florida to make his big return. He's uh, he's a native of Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Is he not racist anymore? Are we, Maybe, are it'll, with that? <laughs> Maybe it'll be like that. What was that WrestleMania where Brett won the title and then Hogan came in and that then was nine. WrestleMania nine? Yeah. Maybe it'll be like that again. So he comes in, he squashes Lesnar after Lesnar beats Goldberg, and there we go. Hulk Hogan, new champion. <laughs> yeah, Gold, uh, Goldberg staggering to the back with Mr. Fuji's <laughs> flower in his eyes. Salt, not flower. Salt, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, the word. And that takes us to. Ladies and gentlemen, to match number 13. What a card. Um, it's Bray Wyatt versus Randolph Orton. This has been a very, very strange build. When they were first thrown together, a bit after Survivor Series, it was really rubbish. They did all the supernatural stuff. It was terrible. Um, some really, really hokey promos. Then 
it got better when um, when Orton joined the Wyatt family. Became he became a much more interesting character there. Then they teased some tension with him and Luke Harper, and then it's become supernatural and shitty again. Like Bray's come out, you know, he's doing promos and skits and things without the title. You know, no one's really talking about the title for this match. Um, it's all all wrong, and I, I don't know. Luke, you know, Luke Harper's not on the card anywhere. We're expecting him to come in. Maybe Sister Abigail comes in, even though she's dead. Is, but I don't. Say, want are we going to see the WrestleMania main event? Big return of Eric Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who last year? What was he doing? What was he doing last year? He was getting beaten was by, the rock, by the Rock. By yeah, the Rock it, yeah. in the shortest match ever. In the segment where someone was holding up a sign saying, Hi, Producer Ben, which we fast-forwarded. <laughs> and someone took a screen grab and sent it to us. Thank you very much, sir. Anyway, this could be absolutely terrible. I'm, I, I find this, this whole thing, and I find Luke Harper's involvement in this really confusing because I'm not really sure... If, if, if Luke Harper were to make an appearance, I'm not really sure whose side he's supposed to be on. He's been pushed as a face recently... But I'm guessing Randy's the, 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 the heel in this and Bray's sort of the tweener. But then Luke's sort of feuding with Bray at the same time. And yeah, I don't know. No idea. It's a bit of a mishmash, isn't it? Yeah. Really? I mean, Bray needs a long sort of CM Punk style 434 days, I think it was. I think he needs a long run with the title to build him up as a proper cool character, a heel, a legitimate champion, particularly because of the way they've kind of well, cocked yeah, up the whole Wyatt family thing over the last three over and over years. again, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they'll give Randy the championship, which is, I think makes it number 11 for him, and then he'll probably be beaten by Cena again at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be weird. I'd like to see IRS come out to the ring with... <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. By side. <laughs> yeah, if he's the higher power... Uh, <laughs> it could have. Bray Wyatt has not been paying his taxes. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's it is quite a hard, difficult one to get excite, excited about, isn't it? Really, um, well, for me anyway, I can't. Yeah, I can't get. Uh, that's and that's sort of why I can't can't see it going on last because I can't see it, unless they've got something really peculiar and different up their sleeves. Well, if we think about how Bray uh, how Bray's performed at WrestleManias and how the Wyatts have been mistreated <laughs> from from the very inception, um, you know, last year. Whites weren't on the card. They came out for that ridiculous running we've just talked about with The Rock and Cena, lost um, in three seconds, whatever it was. Uh, the year before that, Bray was up against The Undertaker. He'd done all the heavy lifting in the uh, in the build-up to that. I think he really badly hurt his ankle before the match, so it was you know it was a good job that he he went out there and did kind of as well as he did. But it was it was a nothing match that went nowhere, and he lost that. And before that, it was up against Cena. And he lost that, so Bray has never had a WrestleMania moment. Maybe he's the anti-Undertaker. Yeah, it's the case. real streak, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, there was talk a few years ago of, of um, Taker passing the torch to Bray, so there you go. <laughs> <Just> the, the, <laughs> the shitty torch. The shitty torch, <laughs> torch <looting. yeah. laughs> The torch with no light. He'll be 0-21 somewhere down the line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, uh, that brings us to an end for our WrestleMania preview. Uh, if you thought this was long, just wait till you watch it and you hear our take on it afterwards. Uh, are you going to watch the Hall of Fame as well? Might do. It's on a different day, that's all right. I've watched it and everyone cries and everyone wears yeah. wears suits. It's uh, it's it's quite entertaining. Um, Undertaker doesn't 
doesn't make everyone cries. So. Everyone wears, wears it. So like a funeral is what you mean. A bit, yeah. But <laughs> no, happy tears. Going into the Hall of Fame this year, we've got Kurt Angle, The Rock and Roll Express, Beth Phoenix, aka Mrs. Edge, Ravishing Rick Rude, belatedly, uh, Teddy Long. Bleh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's done a lot behind the scenes, but he's been there for an awful long time. As a, he was a referee, referee wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, WWE announced that they've kind of got some. Uh, I forget the the correct term. These are it's basically people you've probably haven't heard of, but are deserving of a place if the Hall of Fame was a legitimate thing. This, these are the people who should be there. I'm going to read these out to you. Tootmont, Luther Lindsay, Ricky Dozen, that's like a Japanese name rather than Ricky Dozen, Farmer Burns, yep, Dr. Jerry Graham, June Byers, Betty Grable, and Haystacks Calhoun. Big shout out for Giant Haystacks. There you go. Anyway, uh, I recommend watching Who's, who's um, accepting on behalf of... Ravishing Rick, the ravishing one. Probably Jake the Snake's Ricky, wife. No, it's Ricky Steamboat. Is it? No. Yeah. Okay. That'd be nice. Well, Dick Blood, <laughs> as he's known to his family. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> yeah, he's Richard Blood. Yikes. <laughs> you know, he could have had a completely different gimmick. <laughs> Should we wrap things up there? Yes. I'm knackered. Good. You're hungry. Yeah. yeah, John Ross, thank you for making this a three-way dance. Um, yeah, it's been good. You've elevated things. You've brought the best out of us. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. You can follow me at Green Ben Green on Twitter. You can follow John. Where do we find uh, you? At John underscore Ashdown. And I'm John Ross, no H underscore Swaby. How do you spell Swaby? S W A B Y, like baby. Okay. I, I think I introduced you as Swarby. Well, we're going to feud over that in coming podcasts, I'm sure. Okay. Mm. It's ownership of the name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been great fun. Thank you very much indeed, everyone. Uh, share, subscribe, rate, review if you want. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of days to give you the rundown of Wrestlemania 33 the ultimate thrill ride this has been Parts Unknown thanks for listening